Welcome to On The Way, a podcast to help you make a meaningful connection with Jesus every day in the midst of your day-to-day. Hello, and here we are today talking about On The Way With Jesus when you're in the season of your life as a parent of small children. And we have Abiola here with us, and um, I'm so glad to see you here today. So glad to be here. That's great. How about you tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're from, who your family is now, and what your work is right now. Okay, so let's go way back. Um, So I grew up in Nigeria. Um, When I was around 10 years old, my parents moved us to Ghana. And um, from there, I ended up um, moving to um, Western Massachusetts, um, where I went to college. I went to college in Western Mass. Um, And then from there, um, still stayed in the New England area for a little bit. Went to medical school in Connecticut finished medical school during that time, got married, had my first child, was pregnant with my second child at the end of med school. Um, and then mm. we, my husband and I were thinking of where to move for, um, cause residency is like, it's a, a long period. Like mm. for me going into radiology, I was going to go into about a five plus one extra year possible Mm -hmm. um, for residency. So we wanted a place that would be more family friendly, that would be um, warmer, Mm -hmm. cheaper. You know, those Mm -hmm. were things we're thinking about. Um, We had visited um, the Triangle area a couple of times during medical school, and my best friend from college was here. And we just kind of loved it and fell in love with it and Mm -hmm. decided that, you know, this would be a good place to come to for residency. So I... um, yeah, so we ended up here May 2017. It's almost two years since we've been here. Mm-hmm. Um, started going to Chatham pretty much a couple of months after we first moved here. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the, um, I think we saw the sign somewhere, ah, like yeah. by Woods Charter. And we're right. like, oh, okay, we should totally go. It's like right here. And then we've been here for a couple of years now and we love it. That's great. Um, yeah. You guys have blessed us with your presence at the church. I know that you're serving in hospitality and singing some with us on the worship team, and we've really been blessed by you being here. And it's definitely a wonderful place to raise a family in the South. Definitely, definitely. warmer, even yes. today. Oof. Definitely warmer. So, yeah. so you are on the way to becoming a doctor. Yes. And in the I middle am. of all that, <laughs> you're having children. Yes. So you have a rather full plate. It's been it's been busy. Um, I mean, there have been times where I've been overwhelmed for sure. Um, you know, one of the things Femi and I spoke about when we're dating and decided to get married was just what the impact, you know, the career path that I've chosen would be on our family mm-hmm. um, and the role that he would have to sort of like take most of the responsibility to an extent. Um, so that's something that we. We're sort of like new, but you just, you don't really know until you're in it, right? Um, and it's been, I mean, it's been tough. Thankfully, radiology is one of the more lighter residences, just in terms of like the timing, the time I have to be at work mm-hmm. compared to like like a surgical specialty, for instance. It's still tough regardless, but it's it could have been worse. That's always that's kind of the way I go with right. life. It's gonna always be worse. But. No part of residency <laughs> is gonna be easy. But yeah, yes. uh-huh. yeah. And um, I mean, I I feel I couldn't have made it this far without obviously like the commitments uh, my husband and I have to each other, and mm-hmm. also the commitments that we both have to God and how um, He's really seen us through 
this process of like raising children, starting a career, managing mm-hmm. all of that, managing expectations. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. It sounds like you have a really su- good supportive family. And even beyond that, maybe your um, your mother is here yes. in the South as well? Uh-huh. Yeah, so, um, so throughout this past couple of years, actually uh, even from medical school when um, we had Oluwafemi, my mom initially was the major, our major caregiver that first, let me just take a step back actually, Femi initially took almost like a year off work mm-hmm. and he was initial caregiver for our first son and then afterwards my mother came in and played a significant role and since we've moved here we've had like a bunch of family um, but most recently both my parents are um, they live with us and they're helping out with the children yeah. so that's also been very instrumental yeah as that's well. a wonderful blessing for you yeah so tell me more about your spiritual walk and where you were before you decided to become a doctor, before you um, had children, and then how you think having children has impacted that journey as you try to connect with God in your daily life. Okay, so it's funny, looking back, I feel like maybe my relationship with God was, I mean, I came to faith when I was really young, Mm -hmm. um, but really understood what being a Christian was about when I was in my teens, you know, that was when I really decided, you know, this, I'm committed to this, and I understand, I'm making this decision for myself, not just because, you know, my parents, we have, it at home, we would always have, like, most times have morning devotion, but always have evening devotion, um, I was active at church, but it, it became more than that, it became more than all that noise, mm-hmm. it became more about, like, that commitment between myself and God and knowing that this was forever, you know. Um, so before I became a physician, I know my, I feel like my relationship with God is always like, God, I have to become a doctor because I feel like this is what's going to define my life. And this mm-hmm. is like why you made me. And that's all this is all about. But it's funny when I finally, you know, got into medical school, like I feel like I went through a transition where I was like, okay, I'm, in medical school, what's next? You know, right. <laughs> you know. So it's, I got into, a, yeah, I got into a point where I became a little bit more closer to God, just because I didn't know what the future was going to hold, and it just made me just like trust Him more and just rely on Him more. And I think maybe in my head, in some way, getting to that point where I got a, an acceptance letter to medical school was, I, maybe I saw it as my purpose for whatever reason, or I gave it much more value than it actually was. Mm-hmm. And then when it finally happened, it didn't change me. It didn't, like, oh. transform me in any way. It was like, okay. What next? <laughs> what, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, so yeah. I think, in, in a sense, my relationship with God has actually been, it's been deeper. It's been beyond whatever name or number or it's 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 become the essence of my very being and my very self Mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter if I wasn't a doctor it doesn't matter whatever career path I would have taken you know it's it's sort of like it's what I it's my everything to a sense I think maybe I glorified over glorified the career path that I had sort of imagined for myself before it all sort of like happened and now God is like centered to everything and going back to what you said about um family you know it's it's such a it's uh, i feel so blessed to um even be able to you know still maintain go on this career path and still have a family 
because I'm learning so much more about like dependence. I've always been this person that like I will set up goals year years in advance and like work towards it. But now I'm like I don't do that anymore. You know, I'm just like depending on God for like every day, um, every season of my children's lives. I sit down sometimes. I ruminate about who are they going to be in five years. What decisions am I making now to make them be, you know, the people that can handle situations five years from now, you know. So it's more, it's not about so much about me anymore, and it's just more about, like, relying and depending on God, you know, to just help me make good decisions for myself and my family as well. Uh-huh. That's really great. So you've yeah. grown in your trust of God in that way. Um, it's funny, when you come to those points in your life where your self-definition uh, ends up being pretty small a lot smaller than you thought it was mm-hmm. um and you realize there's a lot more to you mm-hmm. than you thought there was mm-hmm. and um when you're anchored in god yeah. that gives you a place to go to to reset and refocus and um recommit yourself to the things that he has laid out for you mm-hmm. rather than the plans you laid out for yourself mm-hmm. um it's great that you were able to lean back in towards that relationship yeah. in that moment of because that's foundational mm-hmm. it can really shake you up Mm-hmm. When you, when everything you've been working towards doesn't seem to be all that you thought it was going to be, so. Um, and I can give you um, an example of that too, because this is something that few, some people know, but I haven't really been as too vocal about. Um, I, th- I feel like one of the other transforming steps in my walk with God as well was when my son Oluwapemi, the first son that I, we had, mm-hmm. we have, um, was born extremely early Mm. like it was born at that (laughs) time when the doctors were like you know you should give him up because his chances of making it through would be pretty low like um i remember when i felt i just i don't know i I think this is oh this is how when you just see the hand of god move beyond um beyond what you even can think or imagine because I just went to the hospital and to my doctor. I just felt weird. Mm. And I, when I went to the doctor, the doctor examined me and was like, I think you're going to have a baby. Um, we need to get you to the hospital like right now. Um, ended up going to the hospital and not too long after that, um, we had a Lua Femi. But even before then, having those conversations where like my faith was really like tested and tried and I'd had the way we had planned things he was supposed to come at the perfect time you know kind of Mm. going back to what I was saying about like having control and planning things and like wanting to believe everything happens the way you want them to happen and then it got to a point where like I didn't even know what the future was going to hold I didn't know what kind of am I going to you know will I have a baby will I not have a baby what kind of baby will I have you know what how is that going to affect this whole plan of being a doctor or being a physician, would I have a baby where I wouldn't be able to work because I have to care for a baby that would have a lot of um, a lot of um, challenges? Um, so it was, it was tough. Um, but I think God really, so my son ended, ended up being in the hospital for um, over 100 days, about 127 days. He was in the ICU. Um, and mm. we, I really saw the hand of what, hand, of God throughout all of that um, in his life and ultimately in my life at the end of the day where 
I have nothing against people who plan. I believe in planning. I still plan today, but I've realized that life is much more with this control is something that none of us can ever have on our life. And you're better off giving it to someone who knew something before it happened. The f knowing God doesn't guarantee that you wouldn't have challenges, but at least it guarantees you that those challenges are for a purpose and he's going and is not going to you're not going to be alone throughout those challenges mm -hmm. so as having a child's an emotional roller coaster something yeah. like that you know when they're hospitalized and everything it's just overwhelming and um you also have your own postpartum issues as mm -hmm. a woman you have a lot of biological stuff going on after you have a child and the emotions are raging or or too quiet or all over the place and um, at the same time being faced with uh, these stark realities of permanent injury or death or um, many, many uh, weeks and months of recovery, if you get to recover, all of that can be overwhelming. How in those moments, and sometimes they can be pretty dark, mm -hmm. um, be discouraging or frightening, um, how do you reconnect to God? Because mm -hmm. sometimes it's like physically almost... Uh, difficult to do that and so it sounds like you had a lot of conversations with God during that time um, and not all were pleasant <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> tell me about that because it's, it's nice to know that some of those conversations with God can be pretty emotional oh gosh I'm even glad that I uh, so sometimes I even block that memory because <laughs> I, I just feel yeah. like I, mm -hmm. I, looking back sometimes I just even feel so ashamed that I maybe some of the things that I thought about you know regarding like just god being unfair to me or like whatnot mm. you know just going down that rabbit hole um but i mean i have to say like when i look back i can't i one thing i know that really helped me through and i can even link this back with um alex's sermon from last week um just about the different ways in which we can approach god and kind of like in our walk with God and for me I feel music and worship really was what saw me through mm. um, through those times like just playing because sometimes it's like it's it's sometimes you can't even pray right you yeah. don't even have the words There's nothing left. yeah mm -hmm. you just you just feel like you've been squeezed like completely like squeezed out and you just don't have anything left inside of you and I felt that multiple times during the four months Olu Femi was on the hospital and just music I would just listen to music like Hillsong was my first go-to mm -hmm. um, like the music that I listened to and I can't say it was one particular song um, but I just felt like that was what filled me and just reminded me that I wasn't alone um, and then in addition to that my um, my dad, who was still in Ghana then, I, I'm pretty sure he called me every single day. Mm. And he, he didn't ask, what did the doctor say today? How's Olufemi doing today? What, blah, blah, blah. He didn't ask all of those details. He just encouraged. Mm. Like, he just dropped a word of encouragement. And I think I drew, sometimes, like, you don't have much inside of you, like I was saying again, you just draw from other people. So I feel like I just drew also from his, from his spiritual 
strength and mm. faith throughout that time. Yeah, that's a beautiful image yeah. of the community of God. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. wonderful. So eventually, you got yeah. out of the hospital and yeah. baby came home and yeah. doing okay. It's funny, like, I think <laughs> this one, it's, it's, it all goes back to, like, your image of how you're dreaming for something to happen and then it mm. happens and then things are not as straightforward <laughs> as you think, right? There's nothing straightforward <laughs> about having babies. Uh-oh. I mean, like, it came home and for, like, I feel like for six to eight months, we were, like, inundated with, like, all of this... Um, appointments we had to go to oh, and yeah. check up we had to go to we had you know we always had therapists coming home just to make sure that he was meeting milestones so i feel like we were out of we were sort of like out of the fire but in a sense we're not completely out you mm-hmm. know because i yeah. saw i mean the hospital I, I kind of now saw it as this dreadful place i didn't want to be in anymore but we're mm-hmm. constantly going back and well, of him, his doctors were at Boston Children's Hospital. And I, I mean, I appreciate Boston Children's Hospital. I appreciate Harvard. I appreciate the team there. But sometimes, like, knowing so much <laughs> can, can be, like, overwhelming for you. It's yeah, like a parent, yeah. too. Because like, mm-hmm. there's always something. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So we went through this whole long process of constantly having appointments. Um, but, you know, I thank God. That, was, again, was just a season mm-hmm. um, that... Is, is mostly over. Yeah. So then you sort of get into the nitty-gritty of every day with a baby. Yeah. And then every day with two babies. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's funny how they can be so close to death, and then before you know it, you're just so tired of changing another dirty diaper. And you're like, how can I be tired of changing this diaper? I I'm, yeah. should just be glad I have this baby. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> because it's so physically demanding, yeah. raising kids. It and, is. Um, Especially two boys. Mm. Yeah, oh, I don't yes. know how you did. You did three I had boys. Three boys and two girls. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, yes. Just uh. keeping them alive is a major success <laughs> every day. <laughs> so, are there moments though when you're busy in the physical challenges and the time challenge of the day to day, having to go to work and then coming home to diapers and dinner and screaming and um, I don't know if you were able to nurse or if you were pumping or however all that worked out for mm-hmm. you. Just the physical part of it can be so overwhelming. There's not a lot of time or room left for these contemplative and quiet. Mm-hmm. Even listening to worship music is kind of, you know, doesn't work when the baby's screaming. Mm-hmm. So how have you used those moments to connect with God if you've been able to do mm-hmm. so? Wow. Well, um, so one of the things that um, Femi and I started at least when Oluwafemi started our first son started talking was we would and I know a lot of people probably do this just like say a prayer by their bed um so we, we were doing that and it's funny now like you know when I don't do it or I don't remember to do it then Oluwafemi will be like mommy can you pray with me you know mm. and just reminding me that this is something that's important to do, or even his younger brother who's not quite talking yet, but whenever we would pray and would say in Jesus' name, he would voice out his own version of amen. You know, those uh-huh. th- those little things that happen to me occasionally just remind me. It, it's just, I, there's something like beautiful about seeing little children without understanding much, just knowing this is important enough for us to do. There's something about seeing that that I feel like fills me up a little bit. <laughs> I'm 
spiritually. Even though sometimes I feel like although a family says that because he doesn't want to go to bed. <laughs> so it would say, Oh, can we pray? Just because at least it's just exactly yeah, just like Yeah, but um oh. it, I, I, it's having you know, I feel like my kids are particularly energetic too, so it's definitely <laughs> They, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to lie. There's times when I've just like gone lost it, like yeah. been very upset about things that they mm. do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you have two of this particular blocks. You decide to go for this. There's an extra one standing right mm. beside you, but because your brother picked this one up, that's the you, one you, that's want. The one you yes, want. And you know, it's true. and there's, there's that chaos that always yeah. happens. And then you get angry and your kids tell you're angry, you know. And I don't know. It's 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 hard. It's, it's very hard. hard. I was thinking about that earlier when you were talking about how, as a teenager, you really owned your own faith and claimed it as mm-hmm. your own. And I feel like you know when I think about the fruit to the spirit: love, joy, peace, mm-hmm. patience, kindness, gentleness, oh, yeah. self-control. <laughs> okay. I felt like when I became a parent, and yeah. I, you know, before it was like check, check, check. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so holy. And then you become yeah. a parent, and you're like, wow, Mm-mm. nobody can make me lose it like my children. <laughs> So, um, yep, for sure. When you find yourself faced with the challenges of being patient, um, long suffering, gentle, which um, I failed at many times, how do you, uh, how does your relationship with God mm-hmm. call you back to living in the Spirit that way? Hmm. I mean, I think. It comes down to like those little things that I feel God just uses to talk to you. I mean, like like I said, like the, the little boys themselves. Like um, my son just telling me, you know, mommy, I'm maybe when he sees that I've I'm at my I'm at wit's end, and it's like, mommy, I'm sorry, and that, or he's like, he sees I'm about to get upset, and he maybe just starts crying. You know, those little displays of emotions kind of like tug at a part of you and I feel like for me it just reminds me of like what the image I just always have in my head is like okay what are some of the things that I've done in my relationship with God and how has God really corrected me about it like the patience like you said the love and kindness um, that he's used to correct me about it Mm. just kind of like reminded me about that because I always just went don't I, I'm trying to say I always, I don't always, but I should always <laughs> see the relationship between myself and my child as a relationship with, between God and me. And I'm really that little ignorance <laughs> child, naughty child yes. um, in the sight of God. And I do, yeah, I occasionally lose sight of that sometimes. But I think those little moments where I see my child express some, some kind of like emotion, whether it's like remorse, repentance, or even just reminding me about praying or, you know, just mentioning the word amen or Jesus. Um, I think those times just sort of like give me a step back and just remind me that, yeah, this is tiring, this is taxing, but it's it's supplementing in a way or be, or helping in a way better develop my relationship with God, you know, because mm-hmm. I just see, I'm ch- I, I want to see more of myself in them in terms of that parents child relationship right. mm-hmm. and that's sort of like where I am right now in my life just r- seeing that you know mm-hmm. asking god to help you yeah. be the parent to your child that he is yeah. to you mm-hmm. exactly that's very good so um 
sometimes we completely fail our kids. Um, it's really painful. I remember uh, I was really sick one time, and my daughter, who was old enough to bring mm -hmm. me a hot cup of tea, was like, mm -hmm. Mommy, you sit in the recline, and I'll bring you some tea. Mm -hmm. And um, she set up the little TV tray and brought me a hot cup of tea, and it was really sweet. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the little four-year-old brother behind her wasn't mm -hmm. old enough to know how to manage that. And he wanted to see what was going on, so he tiptoed above that TV tray, uh -huh. and it tilted right on him and oh. sent that boiling water down his back. Oh, no. And it was so awful. And mm -hmm. I'm taking his shirt off and running to the oh, hospital, and I'm carrying this baby with no shirt on with mm -hmm. this scalded back in front of all these people. Mm. They're looking at me like I'm the worst mother ever, and I'm feeling <laughs> yeah. like the worst mother ever. Yeah. And it was um, such a bad feeling. Mm -hmm. And... And, and that was, of course, unintentional, even. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of times when I failed them because of my own sin. Um, have you come to face with that, and, and what do you do with that? Because that close mm -hmm. walk really matters at, that, at recovering from that. Yeah. Um, I mean, my first son is a very, very energetic and very curious boy, um, and... For the most part, like he aims to please. Um, there's definitely been. I'm trying to think of a. I can't think of like a specific, specific example. Um, there's never been a time when I know he's trying to do something or he, he tried to do something to impress me, mm -hmm. and it didn't come out as well as it should have come out. Or I there's there's been that aspect, but there's not been an aspect where like I'm already like. Things have already sort of like been building up for me, and that was sort of like the last thing, mm -hmm. the last straw that right. I couldn't even appreciate the little the bit effort. of kind. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly, right. and I've reacted to that. Mm -hmm. There's been oh, that's happened. And then you see their face. I know. And no, and you just want to cry. I know. You feel so bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even just Easter weekend, I don't remember. It's, it's funny. Like, I think of the day during that moment, it just seems like such a significant thing. But then you look back and you're like, what was I upset about again? You know, Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was a time when Olafemi had done something and I think he just knew it was just so bad and he just like burst out crying oh. that I could not even like correct. I just had to like just console him that, hey, it's okay. Right. right. It's okay. I understand mm -hmm. this wasn't what you were aiming for. I understand that's not what you were trying to do and it's fine. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, yeah. So that's what you're hoping for. Yeah. When you one of the things I appreciate about um, God is that uh, he forgives me when I fail my children, particularly mm -hmm. when it's due to my own sin. Mm -hmm. And um, I mostly have learned that I have to trust him to bridge the gap between who I am and who they need mm. because um, I just don't have everything yeah. that they need. Yeah. And um, he's the Jehovah Jireh. He has mm -hmm. all that they need. Mm -hmm. but um, And I'm supposed to give most of that he does gives them most of that through me and through yeah. my husband mm -hmm. and through our community. But there's times when we, we just don't have don't it. Don't have what, what you need. Yeah. So we have to trust in the Lord for that. Mm -hmm. So I um I had a, a scripture that I wanted to share that meant a lot to me as a parent because oh, sure. of those times when um it felt overwhelming and I felt guilty that I had an empty plate to bring to the Lord. Mm. Um and I, uh, somebody read this to me, and it's from Isaiah forty eleven, and it says, He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. 
He gently leads those that have young. Hmm. And in some translations, it says, um, he gently leads those that are nursing. Hmm. So it's very specific to what it means that um, people who are in this phase of life Mm -hmm. need some extra hand-holding from God because he understands um, Mm -hmm. just how hard and challenging it is. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been a blessing for me to hear from you today and hear about your journey. And um, I hope that you continue to have a wonderfully supportive community as you pursue this gift of healing for the community as a doctor. And I pray that your boys grow up to be uh, mighty oaks. Amen. 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 Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for the verse. I'm going to write that down (laughs) to remind myself. Yeah. That I'm being led. Yes. He's a good shepherd. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank Thank you. you. Bye-bye.